Hey guys, Austin Nasso here. Welcome back to Working Comic Podcast, episode 26. In this episode, I interview the super interesting and uh, successful Brian Moses. He is the host of the Comedy Central Roast Battle, and he's also the creator of the Roast Battle show. He created the first show. So we talk about a ton of cool stuff, including the history of the roast battle, how it started, how he got involved with Jeff Ross, and how the roast battle became what it is today, what the scene is like, and how you could potentially get involved with it. It's a super interesting uh, inside look into the roast battle scene that is taking over stand-up. So please check it out and enjoy. Thanks. Hey guys, welcome back to Working Comic Podcast. I'm here with Brian Moses, the host of the Comedy Central uh, TV show Roast Battle and the Roast Battle at the Comedy Store in West Hollywood. Hey. Hey. We're here. We're here. We're in your room. We are in my living room. Thanks for uh, coming <laughs> down the street. Apparently you live super close. Yeah, I mean, relatively. You know, it's, uh, it's a nice area. Yes. I can't believe you guys can afford this. This is crazy. It's um, well, it's really only afford. So right now we're in Beverly Hills, and um, well, the only reason we can afford it is because if you look to your left, you'll see a room in the living room. Yeah, yeah definitely. No, I, I get it. I, uh, I it know makes the, it uh, super cheap. Like, definitely. Like I have a single for <laughs> like eight seventy five. Really? Which is insane. It's insane. I'm a do- like it's I I don't know the person who I basically I, I came into this because someone else. Uh, was living here. It was just like a group of people. This is like a month-to-month lease thing. So I took it over, and I found out that he came up with the plan. Obviously, but he just divided it in a way that totally it works out. Yeah, worked out. College living, man. I get it. Yeah. So, how are you? I'm good, Austin. I'm sorry. I, mean, I was, yeah. <laughs> I was staring at a computer probably for the past like. 24 hours, minimal human interaction. Mm-hmm. So I'm just getting back into right, learning yeah. how to socialize. Welcome again. back to the yeah the human experience, man. Thanks. It's good, to, good to have you. How's your How's your day so far? Uh, it's been pretty easy. I uh, I fed some cats. You know, had some tea. Oh, I fe- cleaned their litter box. Your cats? Yeah. yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm cat sitting mm-hmm. for for a friend who's out of town for a second. So. I did that, and then I came over here. Now I'm cat sitting again with uh, Austin and his roommates. Cool. Yeah. Nice, man. <laughs> How did you? Um. So are you do? Do you have like a comedy schedule for today? Today, uh, no. Today is a day off. The only thing I'm doing today is I'm going to, uh, the Pornhub Awards. What? Yeah, one of the Pornhub <laughs> Awards tonight. How? What? Uh, so there's a comic who does the roast battle. He's also just like she's a comedian as well. Um. She's actually, I would love for you to interview her. She's so funny. Uh, Sylvia Sage. Uh, but she started doing stand up, and I think three years in, she was like, I can't afford to do this. Like, I need like a day job. And instead of doing bartending or serving, she's like, I like to have sex. She's like, I might as well just get into porn. No way. Yeah. I never, I never even thought of a comedian also doing porn. That's yeah. A- it's usually the other way around. It's usually like the way, like, oh, I'll, I'll get into it. People think I'm funny, and I'll just get into it. But no, she actually, she was a stand up first, and then she got into porn. Wow. Yeah. So she, yeah, so, so we're going. She to, just invited uh, you. Yeah, yeah, we're friends, and uh, I was always like, I want to go to like, you know, like a, the AVNs or like you know another war show you got. So she's like, this one in town. If you want to come, I was like, yeah. So I'm, I'm her plus one. And I'm going with her and another lady named Jessica James. Wow. Yeah. Any of uh, the Austin Nassau fans out there who know who Jessica James <laughs> or Sylvia Sage is, what? are up for some awards today. I think MILF of the Year or something. Wow. So do they? What happens there? I mean, I guess you don't know yet. But did you hear? Like, do people have sex and stuff? No, no, it's a, it's the award show, you know. I don't know, but yeah. like, you know, like if you, there's like a, like I don't know, like a mu- music awards about people saying. Right, right, right. Awards, oh, I get that. Right, they might do a set. <laughs> right, yeah. No. Like in between. <laughs> do your best scene. Just right. like, <laughs> like the runner up from last year does like, yeah. <laughs> just does a quick scene. Right, like. yeah, be- yeah, best facial, yeah, best DP scene. Like, all right, let's reenact that scene. I don't think it's like that. Okay. Or you know what? I'll find out tonight. I'll let you know. That's funny. Um, I actually, I feel like maybe I'm ignorant. I don't really have any porn star friend. I feel like I don't look like someone who would have porn, porn you star You totally look like you, have, like you would know porn star really? friends. Really? Yeah. You, first of all, you live in Beverly Hills, you know? So why wouldn't you have porn star friends? That's true. Uh, and yeah, Los Angeles is so um, big and uh, diverse in a sense of I think everybody has an adjacent uh, adult actress or adult actor friend. Yeah. 
That's true. Especially it's pretty, in, pretty in the world of show business or the comedy genre, because there's a lot of uh, stand-ups or, or um, comedian, comedian types who do uh, porn as well. Interesting. So when you have a porn star friend, they just don't care if their pals see them fucking? I mean, I think I told her this. I was like, you know, I tried to jerk off to you, and I just couldn't do it. Maybe she's not my cup of tea, but yeah, I just, I, I, I just couldn't. I can't. Not that I know her. I, I can probably get past that, but I, I can't get past it with her. She's just not my cup of tea in the sense of I can't finish when I watch her. That's so, so I've tried. weird. I told her, I'm like, I've, I've tried. I've tried multiple times. I even tried like last week, I think. It's I so weird to be just like so transparent about that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I don't even know how to like wrap my mind around it. Like, sex is so like. Taboo, right? Yeah, it's so taboo. And I don't know, especially, I don't know. It's hard to like. I don't maybe this makes no sense but just like the juxtaposition of how you need to be very like polite around people and like you have to act a certain way in the workplace and like you can't be too like like coming I don't, it's just like it's a weird taboo of like you just also seeing someone and being like oh I see you have sex all the time yeah. well it's I mean like if that's weird. a friend of yours I think you, I, you're supposed to be transparent with them you know that's, that's true that's your friend you know I think if you don't know them I, I think it would be a little weird and rude yeah. yeah, but I think for the most part, because that is a friend of yours, you know that person, you can be like, oh yeah, I, I watch your yeah, 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 of course, it's garbage. Just like, that's too. like their art, exactly. Yeah, Precisely. it's their job too. You know, you can it's you're not critiquing their work, but you're just like, oh, that was a great scene you had, or oh, yeah. you could have done better here. You know, it's interesting. That's cool. So nice. It sounds like a, a cool day ahead of you. We'll see. I mean, I'm gonna go buy a suit, another one, I guess, because I'm I I just I wanted like I wanted kind of stand out a little bit because I'm going to this thing and you know everybody else is standing out like she's wearing like a big weird almost like prom like dress and I'm like I can't just go in like some you know oh yeah I so this is like t-shirts and jeans legit you know? like yeah, you have yeah to, like, it's just a real award show thing. yeah it's like it's not their Oscars but it's like their their golden globes okay yeah that's cool man nice so um any uh roasting on the the menu this week <laughs> this week what we had you know we do the roast battle every Tuesday at the comedy store uh, so that happened already. Um, and then we're Sunday night, uh, Sunday, <laughs> September 9th, we'll be in uh, San Diego with La Jolla Comedy Store. Uh, oh, I think I saw an ad. You're bringing yeah, the roast down there? I'm bringing them all down there. We're doing uh, like a live podcast recording, and we're doing some local battlers from San Diego. We're bringing a couple guys from the TV show, and uh, we're going to have a good time. That's awesome. Yeah. So how much of your life right now is consumed by roast battle stuff? How much? Uh... I mean, I'd say it's a good, as far as my stand-up life is concerned, or my, my comedy life is concerned, it's probably, it consumes it about a solid 60 to 70, you know, just booking the show and, and, uh, and, and you know, I guess booking road dates and, and then working on the, you know, helping with the blog and all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, I'd say it's, it consumes my life. It started as a side project and it became just my thing. So, so all your comedy energy right now is going towards roasting? No, 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 no. I mean, like, as far as my comedy energy is concerned, very little. Maybe really? 20%, right. Oh, so you're still doing other stuff? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I did stand up last night. I do stand up every night. So. Okay. Cool. Uh, how did you? How do you balance that? I mean, that's a lot of work. Is that your full time gig, the roast battle stuff, pretty much? No. Um. So. Here, here's you know comedy. Um, yeah. So when you start in comedy, I, I started down in San Diego actually. So oh, nice. when you start down in San Diego or any like I'd say second tier market that's not Los Angeles or New York. Yeah, like Seattle. I was just right. in Seattle. Of course. Um yeah, your your whole thing is when you get into stand up you're like, "Oh, I'm just going to do stand up. This is great. I can just I can make a living doing this or I hope I can make a living doing this. I just love this so much." But but stand up doesn't pay, you know? Uh a lot. Like it's it's hard to make a a, a great living in stand up. You can hard. make you can make a a working living. Like you can be you can make a teacher salary just hitting the road and doing that kind of thing. Um but when you move to Los Angeles, you learn, "Oh, Stand-up is nothing, you know? When you move to New York, you can probably make a decent living because there's more rooms that pay out there. But in Los Angeles, it's... They don't uh, pay at all. They don't pay at all. It, it literally is for the love or just to just to build kind of a... Um, calluses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you're, you're learning how to write, produce, perform, that kind of thing. That way you can do other things. You have to be a jack-of-all-trades or a renaissance man in, in a sense of the comedy genre of you've got to learn how to write, you got to learn how to produce, you've got to learn how to direct, you got to learn how to just create. So uh, the Rose Battle kind of happened. We I created that five years ago. Uh, with a whole community of comics. You created it? Mm-hmm. What? I didn't know you created it. Yeah, Austin. Check out, yeah. You got to check out the bio, baby. What? <laughs> oh, wow, I am... What? Yeah. 
this was, uh, I mean, like obviously they still had the, uh, the celebrity roasts were a thing. And then right. this was kind of like, oh, let's like make comics go head to head. No, this was, it happened organically. So about five years ago, the comedy store, I was working at the comedy store as a doorman. Um, and they had two open mic nights, one on Monday, one on Sunday. Uh, and they just got right into the Sunday night open mic. And I was like, oh, that sucks. That means we're going to lose a lot of guys that, you know, usually come in here and try to get stage time. And all the guys are my boys or, you know, or my girls. Like, they're just friends of mine in the community. And I was like, we had to find a way to facilitate that talent or just, you know, get guys over here. Because this is a community hub, this comedy club, the comedy store, because there's so much room there. There's three rooms there. Um, so we got to figure out a way how to get those guys back in here. So then I started a, an open mic on a Tuesday night and went from like 10 o'clock to about two in the morning. And then uh, by chance one night, one of the employees there and then uh, a new open micer had come through and uh, the open micer happened to be underage. We didn't know that. And he was coming around for like months and we had no idea. Uh, yeah, and then my one of the, friends that did that. <laughs> yeah, we had no idea. And we, he was cool. He wasn't like, you know, he, he didn't act like, you know, I mean, everybody acts like a, like a kid there, you know, so yeah. you, you can never tell who's underage or not. And uh, one of the door guys was like, hey, that guy's underage. He's got to get out of here. And the kid, the uh, open micer named Kenny Lyon, he says, uh, you know what? I turn 21 next week. And when I, t- and when I turn 21 next week, I'm going to come back. I'm going to beat your ass talking to the employee, Josh Martin. <laughs> and so Josh said, all right. And so I was like, yeah, let's slap box, you know? And I was like, wait, we can't slap box because we have cameras now. And, then you know, you can't fight at the comedy store. You can't fight at any establishment. Yeah. You know? So uh, I said, how about this? Instead of you guys fighting, you guys talk trash to each other, almost like a, uh, like a, not like your mama competition, but just like you guys are going to roast each other, and then we're all going to judge it like a boxing match, you know? So Kenny turned 21, came back a week or two later. They, they wrote some jokes about each other, and then they went back and forth for like, I don't know, a bunch of awful jokes, and we all judged it, and it was like that's when it was born. So about five years ago, like in, sometime in July 2013, that was when the roast battle started. That's insane. The there must have been like were there other roast battles mm-hmm. that didn't it didn't exist. I mean, you know, that, I, I'm not saying cool. this is like the first. That's cool. You know, this this is um, I guess it's an evolution of uh of that genre. You know what I mean? Because you, you've seen snapping or, or playing the dozens or you know the Yamama thing that you've seen on yeah, MTV. Yeah, what was the yeah. earlier one? Was that? Uh, yeah, they've had snaps on uh on MTV back in the '90s. I'm sorry, MTV on HBO in the '90s. Was that like those Yo Mama kind yeah, of? Yeah, and Yo Mama's on MTV. I think you shared something like that recently. Yeah, no, we don't do Yo Mama. No, um, but you shared some uh like an older like one of those kind of like wild and out style like. That wasn't me. I, I wouldn't share that. You wouldn't share? No, no, that's not me. We don't share those kind of things. Uh, okay. But uh, no, yeah. So it's just a it's it's so yeah. I remember when we started, we we're just like, hey, this, we're not your mama. You know what I mean? We don't we want original material. You know, because your mama is just your mama jokes. It's just street jokes for the most part about a person's mother they don't know for the most part. Um, the arbitrary mother. But yeah, we don't. Yeah, so we said original material only and uh, no physical contact because you can't touch each other. So yeah. those are the first couple rules we had. Uh, so that that was, that was roast battle. We we're just like this is this is like battle rapping, but you guys are roasting each other. So that's why we called it the roast battle. That's awesome. Yeah, because now it's it's ubiquitous. It's everywhere. It's insane, man. It's in it's in like four or five continents. It's uh it's in a bunch of countries, and it's literally in in any major city that has a comedy club, they have a roast battle night. Yep. Yeah, they're all doing it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we even started this. Well, it's not a, a proper like battle but we started a roast show in mm-hmm. seattle oh, nice. and for the like tech scene and but it's not battle but it's just like the whole roasting concept seems to be blowing up now probably yeah. due to the battle yeah I, i've heard that actually yeah and there's actually there's a roast battle scene in seattle so we've had a bunch of people come down from there like aaron oh, engel or yeah Billy yeah the roast beef show they're doing yeah, and then there's exactly. like another show there's just one that's literally called the roast battle mm-hmm. and then yeah it's cool um ours is a little different we we roast tech people yeah so we have cool. them like submit that they want to be roasted because mm-hmm. there's huge tech scenes like amazon microsoft right and, like it's all everybody's these up there yeah. things and then um they'll submit and then their friends and family all give us shit about them that's dope and then we'll roast them on stage yeah, that's real dope <laughs> in front of all their like co-workers or whatever but that's that's so cool um yeah i, I knew you were the host mm-hmm. obviously because i've just seen you host a ton of times but i didn't know you were the founder of it. That's a pretty cool uh, denomination. You're pretty much like the, uh, 
yeah, yeah. Part of a cultural shift in comedy. Yeah, I wouldn't be so so uh, deep into it if I didn't if I hadn't um, you know uh, created it and curated it for this long. So yeah, that's I mean that's literally the only reason I'm just so dialed into it. That's awesome. So and now you've been it's been going on for five years at the Comedy Store. Five years, baby. Five years, three seasons of television, four other television franchises now, and four other countries. So that's crazy. Really? Mm-hmm. What, what, uh, what is it? So, Com- so Viacom International, which uh, owns Comedy Central. So Comedy Central has a bunch of affiliates in uh, other countries. So South Africa was actually the first to do it on television because we had done it up in uh, Montreal at the Just for Last Festival in uh-huh. 2015. And then there's a bunch of uh, Comedy Central execs from... I guess the international, whatever, for Viacom. And they took it to South Africa because they were starting a new Comedy Central channel in Africa for original programming. So they took the Rose Battle. That was the first television show for Rose Battle was in South Africa. Now they're going to their third season. And then we started ours in America. And then uh, the UK approached us and they came to the belly room and saw the show. And then we went over there. So now they're going to their third season uh, starting in October. Wow. And then Mexico... Uh, <laughs> no way that's all America. part of Viacom International yeah so now yeah now Mexico City has uh, has their version of Rose Battle too are you getting compensated for this only the London property? version only the London version just because when you sell a TV show the uh, the network buys or the you know the, the they buy the rights to they buy the right to buy the trademark everything yeah they have to or they, at least they say they do they bully you into it so <laughs> yeah they took it so they took the rights and they took that's the franchise that's crazy I mean yeah, yeah. I don't know like how the compensation kind of thing. I hope it was a lot because they're making millions of dollars off of this idea. I mean, least. there's a whole book about it. So it's called Ringside at the Roast Battle. You can get it on Amazon. It's from the author, Julie Seba. She's a comic, right? No, no. She's just not. A, she's a, I saw someone wrote about comedic it. journalist. It's, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's funny. She's funny, but she's like, she's not a comic. She's uh, but she's definitely like one of the, the only uh, comedy journalists out there. That's interesting. That's really cool. So um, I don't want to go into details, but like, are you like doing financially well from this? Uh, I mean, I could be, we could be doing better. I'm not saying it's like, you know, I'm not a millionaire, but yeah. you know, I make a little over a teacher's salary, I guess. I don't even know how much teachers are making these days, but probably like 50, 50. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, after taxes and everything, let's say, yeah, we're, we're I'm doing okay. I mean, I'm not doing, I'd love to be doing better. I mean, I still, you know, I still have an apartment. I, don't I own anything. I was just wondering, like, how someone could expect, like, selling because you sold the show, mm-hmm. but to cable. <laughs> if it's network, you'll make some more money. But cable is, uh, you know, it's huh. a little different. How does that work? Uh, uh, well, network just has they have more they have more ads. You know, they, there's there's more advertisers that uh, that buy. Uh, oh, cable's network. just like the public. No, cable's not public, but it's. I mean, it's just it, there's less ads on cable as opposed to or, you know I say there's probably more ads on cable, but there's um the money's not as great. For, for cable as it is for network. Okay. Yeah. Be, but aren't there like network show? Maybe I don't understand this stuff. Aren't there network shows on cable? Like, isn't like syndication, FX and syndication. stuff? I mean, FX, yeah. FX is, is a cable affiliate. I mean, you're not making so much money at FX. You're just like, you're just trying to get your, your art onto FX. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So what's the goal now? Like Hulu, Netflix kind of thing? What, for Rose Battle? Or just like for, sorry, I yeah. kind of took a tangent. Oh, for trying to sell something or people trying to do more. Um, like, I mean, for the most part, if you've, yeah, if you've never sold anything, you just want to get to anywhere, you know what I mean? Streaming, uh, cable network, you know, um, I think the goal is always to try to get your art out there, but if you're trying to make money, you want to sell it to network, but networks don't water it down. If, 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 if your product is raw and you want it to be as raw as possible, you want to go to the premium places like your streaming services, Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, Crackle, um, or, you know, like premium, uh, cable channels like HBO, Showtime, Stars, Cinemax, all those things. Uh-huh. But if you want to make like you know squeaky clean money, major money, you go to the big networks because so, the big networks actually own all those cable networks. Uh huh. So which, which are the big? Well, I don't know why I'm so. So the big four are CBS, NBC, ABC, and Fox. So you now, want to sell ABC, to those versus yeah. the streaming or the? I mean, no, I'm not saying you want to sell to those. I'm just saying like if you want to make major money, you're gonna sell to those. You know. Like huh. the car, like when Gerard sold his uh, his show, the Carmichael yeah. show, sold to NBC. You know, and there's just there's just major money going to NBC as opposed to being on deep cable and Comedy Central. Okay, so yeah. but if if those companies own, uh, sorry, we could go back yeah. to more use. No, no, it's stuff. fine. I'm get, no, no, kind of no, getting no, educated yeah, it's, right it's now. It's all good. Um, but if those com- dude, I don't know why people are like stapling. 
outside. <laughs> it's just like a stapler. I don't know if yeah. people hear it. Um, if those, uh, so if, if those uh, bigger networks own the smaller cable networks, mm-hmm. what difference does it make? To, like, where does the show, does it go to a different place? Or is it just like the rights are different? Like, how does that work? Like, what's the actual difference in where, the, where that show I mean, is shown? Exactly what you're asking me. Sorry, you're, yeah. No, no, no. Just like, just like what's, what's the specificity of this question? Um, specificity. Yeah, let me see. So, is there a, like, where would the uh, show be viewed? Like, for example, if you sell to a smaller cable versus a larger uh, corporation, like More the people, larger network that owns so, so many. With, um, with the, I guess, the ascension of, of streaming services, um, that's all subscribers, right? Like, if you, like if you buy, you know, if, if you, like, oh, I'm going to get a, a, net, a Netflix subscription, like, you're, now you're a, you're a subscriber to Netflix, right? Yeah. Like, like a, a, HBO was, like, the first to do this with, like, you know, subscriptions. Like, yeah. I'm going I'm to get my cable service, but I also want HBO. It's going to cost me a little more because that's, that's basically all they're going off is their subscribers. Like, uh-huh. you know, they're, they're really, their viewers are their subscribers. Um, and as far as uh, cable and, and network, more people will watch network because it's, you know, for the most part, if you you can you can get network TV with an antenna still, uh-huh. as opposed to you know you have to buy like a, like a cable package if you want to see Comedy Central or USA or FX. Oh, know? so it's literally like the services that it come from that little coaxial cable versus an antenna. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's hey, I'm calling up uh, uh, Time Warner Cable or Comcast. You know, it's like all right, well, what do you want? You know, it's going to cost you twenty bucks to get you know just the just the the four major channels. And a few, you know, here and there, like local things, right? Like if you live in Los Angeles, KCAL or, or KTLA, that kind of thing, or the CW kind of thing, right? And they may throw in some TBS or something like that for basic, basic, basic. And if you want like, you know, just like a, you know, a bigger package, you'll be like, okay, yeah, I want the basic cable package. And that's when you're going to get your USAs, your Netflix, or your FXs, uh, your your Comedy Centrals, that kind of uh, thing. Your ESPNs, you know what I mean? Like ESPN isn't isn't known as a major network, but it's owned by, you know. Disney. Disney, right? And so is ABC. Interesting. Okay, I got it. So yeah. it's literally just the big networks are the ones that are just everywhere. Like right. they're literally everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Like, I, and yeah, and it's, it's 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 more or less like people are choosing to like I I want this. I'm gonna watch Comedy Central. So I'm gonna buy you know a, a bigger cable package. So I want to see this. You know. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, cool. Thanks for uh, no, no, spelling I mean, that out. I, mean, I, I I don't even know if what I'm saying is right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I mean, I know I have a little knowledge. I don't know if it's it's the best. Okay. Well, that's cool. So. Uh, when did you end up selling it to, uh, I guess, Comedy the London Central. Comedy Central? So, or, yeah, uh, yeah so Jeff Ross comes on board, I want to say, we're about five or, yeah, we're about four to five months into the roast battle, just like, you know, experimenting and trying to figure out what it is exactly, because every week we had comments being like, I want to do this, I want to do this, you know? Like, Kenny Lyon and Josh Martin really kind of set off a whole revolution of just, when they saw those guys do it, they were like, well, these guys can do it. We can do it, you know? So every week, we literally had comics, you know, hitting us up, being like, let's do it. Yourself included now, you know what I mean? Five years yeah. in, you're like, hey, I want to, I, uh, I do this tech show, and I want to roast battle somebody. How do I do it? So I get those kind of questions literally every day of my life now for the last five years. Uh, so when Jeff Ross came around, and Jeff Ross is the, uh, he's the big roast guy. You yeah, know? yeah, of course. Like, you know, Comedy Central Roast, Friars Club, you know, you know, he's the, he's the roast master general, you know, he's known as. Uh, so he sees the show one night, and he's like, the next day he emails me and says, yo, I, I want to make this a TV show. So it took a while. It took some prodding. We did some showcasing to a lot of networks. And um, we initially had a deal with one network, but all the partners involved, Jeff, uh, myself, and another guy named Rel Battle, um, we couldn't decide on, on which network we wanted to go to. So we kept going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then uh, we go up to the Just for Last Festival and... It was a hit, uh, and then all of a sudden it was like it was a race between who we're going to sell to. We're we going to sell to, you know, uh, a streaming service, a cable network, or even a bigger network. And we chose Comedy Central because uh, Jeff's real good. Jeff Jeff is real tight with them, and he could probably get away with a lot more because he's so tight with them. You know what I mean? He's familiar with them. Uh, so we sold to Comedy Central after that run in uh, Montreal in 2015. That's so cool. I mean, I can't even imagine how exciting that must have been. Yeah, man. I mean, like, imagine, you know, sleeping on a couch or just 
being a, a starving artist for so long and all of a sudden you sell a television show. I mean, it's, 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 that's everyone's dream. It's insane, man. Like you can't really fathom it, you know, cause for the most part, it was like, I was just a stand up who, you know, was, this is like my side project. And, you know, you're always, you know, writing pilots or, you know, uh, your, 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 your acting classes, you're doing all these things. You know what I mean? Your, your main goal is to just like create relevancy in this genre. So to, to have a television show creates relevancy in a sense, even if people aren't watching it, people know about it, you know, especially yeah, in the comedy genre, if, you, if you're really dialed into it. So, so at, at the time, like, where were you at? You were, I guess, six years deep in a standup. Yeah. And yeah. just kind of. No, I mean, like, you know, I, I was I was doing I mean, I wasn't making any, any like major money, but I was like, you know, I was I was fine as far as like, you know, yeah. I was like, everything is, is, is everything is going according to plan for the most part where That's I was. Cool. At. I wasn't like tripping. I was just broken you know living on a couch i was just like oh i hope something you know pans out with the stand-up thing um and then that sold and i was like oh my god this is gonna change everything and it did that's awesome so um have you did you start comedy in la or you started started nasty yeah i started in san diego and then uh i think about two and a half years in i moved up to uh los angeles how was being a part of that scene san diego yeah there wasn't much of a scene there's more of a scene now i mean when i started there was only two clubs and then a third was just starting when i left Really? Um, yeah, because I started at the comedy store down there, and there's a bunch of like little, you know, independent, you know, nights and shows they had down there. Um, but yeah, now there's four clubs down there, and uh, the, the scene's really burgeoning. Um, but when I started, yeah, it was it was cool. There, it wasn't a lot of clubs, and it wasn't a lot of places to get up. It's like for the open mic, for the most part, the open mic scene was just uh, music mics. So as a comic, you had to go there, but you had to be clean. So it taught you how to write clean. Oh yeah, and you get way more time with those music mics, right? No, no, you still get your three to five minutes. Really? Yeah. Interesting, because I know a lot of people in Seattle would do the music mic thing to get mm-hmm. more stage time as like a hack, and they kind of get like ten minutes sometimes. Yeah, I, I couldn't, like I that. couldn't believe it. Yeah, I mean, ten minutes is crazy when you're starting out. I, I would, I, there's no way I could watch a new stand-up do ten minutes. It yeah, would, it, I would, I would be very painful. Yeah, I would commit suicide. It would be very you know I mean? like, like a lot of Seattle people do. But <laughs> so, did you kind of like wait to become the like top of the scene, or did, were you just like, I just want to get out of here? No, I think it was, um, I wanted to get good or at least comfortable enough to where I thought I was going to, you know, good, but I was, I was getting a lot of, you know, I was in San Diego. I wasn't, I wasn't looking at it as like a competition of I'm going to be the best in the scene, but for the most part it was like, yeah, I was doing my thing out there and I was getting a lot of shows and it was, it wasn't, I was getting bored of the scene. It was, I don't want to waste my twenties in San Diego because what am I going to do with this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can go to Los Angeles, probably more, there's more opportunity for, you know, a black guy in his twenties who's doing stand-up comedy. Right? Yeah, totally. Just for diversity's sake, and there's just got to be jobs, and there's got to be opportunity out there more so than there is in San Diego. So that's why I left, really. That's cool. Um, yeah, I always like to ask people that come from smaller scenes to get perspective yeah. on it because I always hear like totally different things all the time. Yeah. Um, when you moved to LA, what was your way of like getting stage time? Like, what would you do? Because I know that that's kind of like what I'm wrestling with now, going from. Mics, uh, man. You just got to hit the mic scene. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, there's uh, the Comedy Bureau now, ComedyBureau.com. I mean, they're they're so good. They they tell you all or every single mic, comedy-wise, is in Los Angeles. Um, and then when I got here, it was Bad Slava. They would tell you all the mics. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you're just asking comics at all the comedy clubs because, you know, there's open mic nights at every major club here. There's only three major clubs here, but they have an open mic night. So you're going to meet every comic who wants to do stand-up. Basically, I mean, all over the country and the world for the most part. So and, and they'll tell you where all the mics are, you know, U.S. vets, you know, because uh, working in San Diego, that's like a road club at the La Jolla Comedy Store. So you'd ask, like, you know, the guys coming down doing their, you know, their longer sets or hour long sets. Well, how, you know, what are you doing up there and how and how what kind of stage time are you getting? And they'll tell you, like, oh, you got to hit the mics. So mainly it's just hitting mics and getting your soul crushed. Have you found ways to get like longer stage? time? I mean, obviously, I'm sure you have now, but yeah. like what are some ways to get? Like that more stage time time. because like I I mean I feel like I was really privileged now that I look back uh, on in Seattle you can get a pretty good amount of stage time Mm -hmm. like you can get like some nights like I said you can get 10 minutes and like you can really yeah San Diego's like there's tons of indie shows and like you you can perform in front of a real audience a lot yeah and one thing I'm worried about is not being able to perform in front of a real audience till I'm like booked on all these like things. That's kind of the thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, San Diego is the same way in a sense of, yeah, you can get a lot of stage time, but are you really getting better? You know, because you're going in front of a, a crowd who's not as jaded as a Los Angeles crowd is. 
And I mean, that, that can actually hurt and, um, and help in a sense of it can give you confidence to be like, yes, I know how to do stand up. I know how to tell a joke. I know how to get stage presence. But then you come up here and it's just like, oh, everybody's kind of doing those same jokes in a sense of you don't really have a filter of, of what's been done before and, who, and who's doing those the same uh, the same subject as you, but maybe a little, a little bigger. So they, can, they, they get to it first. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So to get more stage time, you just kind of have to build your reputation up of just like, you know, doing more mics and people know you and, and obviously you're getting better. And then people book you on shows. But I, I think like you know, going out of town, going back to Seattle, going to San Diego, going to Orange County. I mean, Orange County is a major, major uh, stage time boon for people like starting out. You can get you can get more stage time in, in Orange County. A lot of it, too, because there's so many independent rooms out there. Mm-hmm. That's what I hear. A lot of people like yeah. leave town. Yeah, you have stuff to. Like yeah, there's, there's no there's not major stage time in town unless, you know, I mean, even if you're like even if you're doing it out here, I mean, like there's there's like, you know. Let's take Fahim Manwar, for example, you know, that guy's amazing, um, you know, but he's not getting like an hour out here, you know, you have to go out of town to get your hour or your half hour. Because you everyone, it's, everyone's competing and everyone has totally. TV credits. Totally. And there's just not enough. Yeah. There's just not enough. It's oversaturation. Clubs. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it is what it is, you know, I hate to sound cliche, but that literally <laughs> is what it is out here. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, let's go back to some of the, the roast battle scene stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so I'm super fascinated by that, and I was just like that. That one of my goals was to try and like I I wanted to start doing that out here and like yeah. kind of I thought the idea of like breaking into that scene seemed so cool. And then re- literally right after I had that idea, there's like this article post: roast battling is like taking over like the country and it's like the hottest thing in comedy. And I'm like, God damn it! I, I'm worried that it's like becoming like people are rushing to it. Like and then it's becoming like uh, harder and harder to be like involved. Is, do you think is that happening? Is that I reality? don't know. I think because I'm I'm so inside of it, I, I don't really see that. Uh, but I do see a lot of people who don't even do stand up. They just want to be. They just want to get into roast battle. Really? They're, yeah, they're just so intrigued by it. And just, they're just so, inf- yeah, they're just so infatuated with the idea of just doing that. I mean, some people kind of do it as like a step to just being seen and being like, oh, this is like my way to get you know to be seen quicker than I would as like, you know, at an open mic or be a standup. Um, but they're different forms, you know, like sketch comedy is different than, uh, than standup is, you know, to, yeah. Like this is just, this is another pillar of the comedy genre, you know, roast battling or just roasting in general. Yeah, totally. It's, it's yeah. different. It's still performing like standup, but it's more, the writing is more similar to like in style or structure maybe to like a late night style, typical joke. Like, you know what I mean? Like the, it's, well, I mean, you're taking, like you're taking structure. a subject. Yeah. You're taking a subject and you're breaking it down, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and in standup is it, the subject mainly is, is you or your observations, right? This is you're observing one other person and then you're, and you're making jokes about that. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, it's, it's very specific. Have you noticed any, uh, like types of jokes that are like pretty consistent? Like if you were to like look at it and be like, I don't know, kind of like an analytical point of view, like, oh, people do these kind of jokes or these kind of jokes. Um, a lot of pedophile jokes, I've noticed. <laughs> uh, a lot of molestation jokes. jokes, yeah. Uh, a lot of, uh, yeah, yeah, because because we kept saying no your mama jokes and original material only, people stay away from those for the most part, so they just kind of attack, uh, you know, a person's um, it's a lot of sexuality. Right? Like, you, yeah, you, you look like, you yeah. like this meets this you look like right. this in this situation yeah yeah it's, it's really just like your appearance and then if you know something about that person then you're attacking that person's character so i do see i do hear a lot of uh you look likes and also uh you know <laughs> you're so this or you know yeah that kind of thing it's uh yeah mainly a lot of um specific jokes about uh sexuality a lot too yeah so I guess that's it, really. Yeah, I noticed like because in Seattle, a lot of people when they had they had this like roast night at one of the, these shows, and everyone would do the like you look like, mm-hmm. and that was every joke. It was right. always you look like. Right. I mean, there's this thing on. Uh, I mean, look, Instagram has all that too. Like you know the the whole roast me challenge kind of thing, uh, and even All Deaf Digital has a show called Roast Me. So a lot of those are just you look like this, and, and that's funny to me because that's that's such a wide open genre. Like I heard a joke. We did uh we did the roast battle over in a comedy festival in in Oklahoma in Tulsa called the Blue L Comedy Festival, and a uh, and a girl from the uh, the show named Leah K. Janian, she had a joke about a dude who's like a, like an overweight dude. Yeah. And she's like, you look like 
Santa Claus before he figured out what he wanted to do with his life. You know what I mean? Like, like things like that. So like it, it can it can be really, you know, I guess abstract in that sense of it doesn't have to be like, oh, you look like, you know, you don't whatever the fuck. I don't know. It's cool. And there's a lot of carryover. Like, I love seeing how different forms of comedy can all play into like each one, like mm-hmm. how they influence each other. Like in stand up roast battling, having that skill helps if you're like roasting an audience member or you want to even like. Uh, start out your set and like I don't know even like point out things about yourself a lot of people say like I know I look like that like I'll self-deprecation and be self-deprecation. like yeah, I look like Jewish Eli Manning yeah yeah or something like that yeah <laughs> I mean that's that's really I mean when you start on stand-up I think that's kind of a uh, a unique thing and, and every kind of starts out with like self-deprecation because you kind of have you want to you want to let the audience know that you're vulnerable you know so by by kind of roasting yourself it makes them at ease of like they're not going to attack me because working at a comedy club, which I'd, I'd done for six years, um, you learn a lot that people come in with the uh, with the perception that they're going to talk about me. Don't put me in the front row. You know, you're like, nobody cares about you. Like, these guys are terrified. Yeah. You know, for the most part, like they the last thing you think about is you, you know, but everybody thinks that because I think what they've seen in the 80s and 90s is, you know, comics go up there and they're just like, you know, uh, crowd working the audience to death. You know, that kind of thing. But those guys are professionals. You know, like the newer guys aren't doing that. They're, they're so scared. They want to get their set so right. The last thing you're thinking about is some guy in the audience who's like, you know, it, watching them. They want they want you to like them. Yeah. You know? So as an audience member, if you're listening, it's not about you. It's about every. It's about us. You know, it's not about him on stage or her on stage. It's not about you in the audience. It's only about the whole experience. It's a synergy. It's a dance, dude. It's 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 a rhythm to it. So yeah. As far as self-deprecation, yeah, that's a great way to make the make the audience uh, know you're vulnerable and that gets them on your side quicker. Yeah, that's cool. I was reading. Um it's just in a similar vein. Uh, so reading this like negotiation book and mm-hmm. what this. Oh, the guy, Trump, a Trump book. Nice. Yeah. I was reading the art. No, uh, <laughs> it's this like dude who, um, he was like an FBI hostage negotiator uh-huh. and he talks about how naming the other person's, um, like what they're like feeling and being like empathetic, mm-hmm. uh, typically can like diffuse and deescalate a situation. So, like, oh, you're going to hate me for this. Or, like, something like uh, naming how they feel. And I notice a lot of comics will do that. Like, when acknowledging, like, that something doesn't work. Uh, That's and, a great and way to will totally diffuse it. the situation and then they'll laugh. Yeah. Or instead of just kind of, like, freezing up and then maybe, like, going over it and yeah. not acknowledging it. Because then the people are like, you're not, we're not on the same page. Well, isn't, that, isn't that what comedy is? You know, it's the release of tension. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's basically what that is. It's, you know, if you're not going to, if you're not going to acknowledge what just happened, if you're not being present, they're not going to, they're not going to, they're not going to ride with you. They're not going to fuck with you, you know, because you're not being genuine. And that's, that's kind of what stand up is. It's like the people want you to be as genuine and seem like you're, uh, you're not reading a script to them, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you acknowledge something bombs or doesn't work, they're like, oh, okay, he saw it too. Thank God. You know Yeah, I mean? exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So exactly. it helps. I think when you start out, you don't, you don't do that a lot. But then, like, the more comfortable you get on stage, you can be like, okay, hey, listen, this isn't funny. You know, I'm sorry about that. And then be okay enough to just move past it. Like, not to, like, dwell on it. And, like, totally. Because they don't uh, want you to be fearful either because they're not going to feel bad for you. And that's the last thing you want as a stand-up is is for people to feel bad for you. Yeah, it's it's finding that middle ground, which is interesting. It's hard to do. Definitely. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's. It keeps you coming back, man. Like, nobody's really conquered the art of stand-up. Why? I don't want that. Um, sorry. My phone rang. Um, so do you, are you, are you still roast battling these days? Cause I know you're hosting. I've never roast battled. Those who can't roast host. So I've, I've never battled. Yeah. No way. I didn't know that you never did. Mm-mm. And you invented it. I mean, I, had, I, I, no, it was a, it was, I, I suggested it. And then all of a sudden, yeah, it just became this thing. So a whole community of people who were at the open mic helped curate this. And whole you've thing. never done it. No, dude. <laughs> I'm terrified of it. I yeah, I'm terrified of roast. Do problem. you feel like there's like a certain amount of pressure because like you're kind of like we're one of the fathers of this thing? Nah, I think it's more. I don't want to hear about myself like that, you know. So I'm like, I, I it's a gladiator sport. I don't know how people do it every week. I'm like, I, I it's I, I literally give the most respect and and, and and kudos to anybody who does it because it's so hard. It's so hard to hear that, and, and we're so sensitive as uh as creatives or artists to to hear that about yourself. You know what I mean? It's such a you know, the psyche's so fragile when you're doing this, especially as long as I've done it. You know, it's like, I've, I guess I've done it that long. But I'm saying, like, you know, just for me, I'm like, oh, I've done this, you know, for a decade. And it's just like, I, the last thing I want to hear is, you know, something negative. So. Will you ever do it? Probably. 
<laughs> I can't say I won't ever that do it. Ha- there I has probably to be will. Some epic when I saw Jeff Ross do it this season, I'm like, that means I probably got to do it soon too. That's so interesting. Would you go against like Jeff or something? Like, I mean, who knows? I mean, I, I'll go against somebody, and somebody's gonna tear me down. So we'll see. Yeah, man, you got to do. Oh, that's cool. I didn't realize you didn't do it. Yeah. Um. So how did you get into the hosting thing? How did like I, I was mean, I was hosting the mic, so I was hosting the open mic, and then uh yeah I would uh for when I was and I had this mic you know because I've been around mics at, at that point for you know six or seven years I was like uh, I don't want to be boring because open mics are boring you know so how do I make this fun and, and, and keep people in the room so I I uh there's a, there was a sombrero just like and lost and found at the comedy store so I was like all right people are gonna put their names in the sombrero and then it's gonna be it's gonna be tag team I'm not gonna host this I mean I'll host it or curate it but people are gonna like you know bring up their you know they're going to go in the, in the hat, grab a name, say that person's name, like a tag team. In yeah, sense. yeah, yeah. So every three comics, they, you know, guys would like bring somebody up and then I'd come up after the, at the third comic. And then I'd be like, all right, now it's time for a segment. Can I keep people involved and engaged? And then the Rose Battle became a segment. And so then I would host that. I would host everything over there. So, and then, uh, yeah, I just kind of started hosting the, the, the battle portion too. Because it was that it was Sunday show. Mm, no, it was Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday. Sorry. Tuesday, yeah, because the Sunday show was canceled. So it's just Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, cool. So did you, like, did you always, like, had you first get into hosting? Like, um, hosting, I, I had hosted, uh, I mean, you host a bunch, you know, like when you, when you first start out, I mean, even like, you know, when you're like going on the road with like guys, like you're going to be hosting that show for the most part. Yeah. You know? So like hosting is a, is, it's a skill you have to learn and it's, you acquire. Uh, and I was hosting a show in San Diego for years. That was awful. So I knew how to deal with chaos a little bit. Yeah. You know? Um, like a bar show in San Diego it was like, and, and it had been going on for 10 years, I think at that point. And I was like one of the, you know, the last hosts where they closed that thing down. But I remember like, uh, every week I was like, how come nobody knows this is a, this is a comedy show every week. It's, it's like, you know, you'll get, you'll get some regulars, but for the most part, nobody ever knew it was a comedy show. And it was always just like, it was like a bar. So people would come in and be like, what's happening? Just comedy. And it should be so hard to like, grab people's so attention. Confused. So you just had to learn how to like grab people's attention, you know? So I knew how to deal with chaos in that sense. So when I started this mic, it was like, you know, organized chaos. That's cool. That's a good skill to have. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah, I mean, so what what lessons do you have maybe for, uh, like, that you've learned over the years from hosting to make you, don't be make boring. you a better host? Just don't be boring. I mean, the last thing you want to do, you're, you're hosting a, it's almost like, say, you're hosting a, a party at your house, you know? Do you want to be boring, you know? Like, oh, it's, no, it's time for game night, everybody. Come on over, you know? But, like, you just want, don't want to be boring. I think that's always been my, my credo is just, to never be boring, to always stimulate, you know. So as a host, you always want to kind of stimulate the audience, you know. I remember I was hosting at the comedy store open mic, and I think one of the first things I did was like I auctioned off uh, somebody for like drinks, you know what I mean? Almost like I called it uh, uh, reparations. I was like, all right, I'm gonna bring a white person on stage, and I'm gonna auction them off for drinks, you know what I mean? Because it's gonna make me feel good as a black person. <laughs> so I would just yeah bring people up for like that kind of thing, or I did this thing called the um, the Boone Shakalaka Minute. And Boone Shakalaka is a staple at the comedy store. He's this uh, homeless vagrant who sells his wares that he steals or doesn't steal. I'm not too sure what he does, but he's a, you can you can find him at the comedy store if you ever come. You'll see a guy named Boone Shakalaka, and he'll be selling shirts or or CDs, CDs still, vinyls, uh, trinkets, anything, right? So I bring him on stage. I'm like, all right, Boone, now you can sell your stuff to this crowd of people. You know what I mean? For like a minute, it's just to keep him engaged and, and so you and make great. little segments, kind of. Yeah. So I think that's like you know, if you're ever gonna host or you're ever gonna do anything, if you're gonna produce a show, just make sure it's not boring because you know your peers are gonna talk about it. That's cool. Uh, what kind of other things would you do to like keep the crowd on their feet? Say the crowd's getting like super tired mm-hmm. or. Like there were there th- little things that you'll think to just do. Yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah, I, I, you'll you'll go into the audience. You know what I mean? You go in the audience, ask them questions. Like you know, how you have I, have you a good time right now? Who's your favorite comic? And that puts pressure on that person, it makes yeah. them feel a little weird. You know what I mean? Now the now the performance is on them in a sense, but you can kind of guide it. You know, uh-huh. so that's that's kind of how you learn how to do crowd work and interact with the crowd. You know, so it's just, it's, it's it's a skill you acquire. Like crowd work isn't like a natural thing. It's literally a thing you acquire just from being on stage and getting comfortable enough to be like all right, I can talk to anybody and ask them anything and not be afraid of what the answer is going to be or if they're even afraid, I can guide them out of it. So you do a lot of crowd work? Uh, I mean, what you know, when I'm not inspired to like do my set or I've been like written anything new, I'll do crowd work more or less. That is one thing that like I'm like pretty comfortable on stage. Like I've done it for a long time, but like I'm 
I'm so bad at crowd work. I'm so like but uncomfortable every, you know, every, by it. Yeah. Like I don't know what to do. Oh. Like, I'll just like I remember one time I tried to do crowd work. I just like roasted an audience member. It was just like awkward. They're like, why are you being mean? <laughs> it's like, what is this? That's it's the thing like, too. Yeah. Weird. Well, that's why. Yeah. When you see like the roast battle, like it teaches you how to like roast a crowd. You don't want to roast a crowd if they're not into it. You know, like they're already scared. You yeah, know, they're, exactly. they're they're coming in like terrified because they don't want to see anything bad. They're, they're coming to laugh, and the last thing they want to do is like, oh, I didn't come here to be you know talked about. Um, if a guy attack, if somebody attacks you first. Then it's open. It's open. Yeah, you can't roast an innocent. Yeah, but yeah, I, I would. Don't come out. Yeah, I. I the, the, the only advice I can give is just yeah, don't go up there looking to roast the audience. You know, yeah. backhanded compliments are the w- best way to go as far as that's concerned. Yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I roasted an innocent, a totally innocent person. Like yeah. it wasn't. Like maybe if they heckled me, it'd be warranted. Totally. <laughs> pretty, yeah. Pro- Let them attack you first. Probably uh, yeah. distasteful. <laughs> like, why are you bullying yeah. this man? No, yeah, it's it's like uh, it's it's almost like what the police say it's like if they hit you first, it's it's fair game. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah, let them hit you first. Don't ever don't don't attack them first. Um, but crowd work, it's 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 uh, open into questions, right? Because you can always cut that off, you know. And it's always repeating back what they're saying because the audience can't hear what they're saying for the most part. Repeating back what they're saying always helps because then it's gonna help you in your brain too. Yeah, it gives you a second to think of something, but it's also oh, what do you mean you live in Boise, Idaho? Yeah, that kind of thing. Like there was one time I think uh, a few months back there was like a guy who uh, I was talking about a dead black dude I had learned about in Utah, and some guy in the audience had me from Utah knew this guy and was like I'm from Utah, and then it just kind of ruined the whole my whole my whole you know momentum of my set. He, just wait, like, what? You were talking about a dead black person? Yeah, so see, yeah, so uh, I knew. Him. Yeah, the guy knew him. He was like, I knew so that guy. On TV, like a friend of yours? No, this was like this was a show I was doing. So I was I was talking about you know because there's. <laughs> so There's a fad happening right now of, of, of you know people getting murdered without weapons who are black. So I was talking about it, and then uh, I was like, "Yeah, they murdered a black guy in Utah." And then some guy was like, "I knew that guy," and I was just like, "Oh my god, this is this is gonna be awful." And it got awkward. And so to get out of that, you had to like think of like, "Oh, like what can I think about?" You know what I mean? And just thank God my brain was I said, uh, "Oh, you're from Utah, huh? How many wives do you have?" That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, and then that guy got me back into it. So it's just it's just. Repeating those kind of things gives your brain a second to like, you know, collect itself and then think of things, you know. So that's that's all I can say is just ask que- asking questions helps. Yeah. You know? Do you uh I know this one comic told me that they actually they're like, I have a joke for every situation. Person from this place, this kind of couple, this, 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 this. And I'm like, ah, oh, wow. <laughs> I don't think like that to like have prep jokes for each situation that's probably a smart thing to do yeah but you know improv is improv is a learned skill and you know and it's an it's innate and natural too so you just kind of have to you know it's a give and take you know i i there's no way i could write jokes for you know for crowd work I, that that has to be improv for me yeah just that's what i'm thinking like, yeah. it, it makes more sense to be an improvisational mm-hmm. thing like that yeah. sounds more fun and spontaneous it's, it's got to be yeah because yeah that's and you'll feel great they'll feel great it's there's nothing like it improv is fun that's cool. Do you did you ever do improv like, uh, like no typical improv? No, no, I, I never took any classes. But it, it it is a it is a learned skill when you do stand up for. You That's know. cool. I bet you'd be really good. Yeah. I, I like mean, I, 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 we might get into it. I, it's so fun. I, I I go to some shows. I had a girlfriend who's in improv, so yeah. Yeah, I'm doing. I do a little bit, and um, I, I feel like it really helps. With totally, totally. Everything you're just, like, helps. so comfortable. Like even, everything helps. It's, I, it's so interesting that like I mean, the more stand-up communities you're part of, the more you'll realize a common theme is everyone in one community being scared to do another type of thing. Yeah. They're like, oh, I can't do that. Oh no, I don't dude. want to do that. Yeah, do stand-up everything. Like, I can't do improv. Yeah. Improv people are like, I'm too scared to do stand-up. Sketch people are like, yeah. I never want to perform. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, no, do it all, man. You, I mean, you should do it all. That way, you are a jack of all trades. I'll make you a monster. There's a comic I know named Jamar Neighbors, who I think is. I, yeah, I love Jamar. Uh, he, was, he did our UCLA shows a lot. Oh, too. did he? Oh, yeah. Dude, he's the best. Uh, but he does everything. He's a trained actor. He's a he's a he, you know he's a trained improv guy. You know, he's taking improv classes. He's taking stunt classes. Uh, as well as acting classes, as well as clowning classes. Yeah, clowning. That's, I mean, he does. That's the wave. That's yeah. What, that's all clowning. Yeah, it's all clowning and improv. Yeah, those guys are. Yeah. So I would say do everything. You know, I just I I marvel at people who who do improv and stand up and clowning. I just like, but he does everything. So I just think the more skills you have, the better you're gonna be. The more fearless you'll be. How about that? That's cool. What kind of uh. Maybe, I don't know, advice would you give to new people starting out? This is kind of generic, but... What like, advice? Again, don't be boring and also hit everything you can. Hit the stage as much as you can just to um, knock the nerves off, you know? Knock the rust off. 
Mitch Hedberg was always scared before he went up, you know. But that's always going to happen for the most part. You're always going to be nervous, I think. You know, if you're not nervous, um, then you're you're a serial killer. I don't yeah, know why you're not nervous. Yeah, you're like, why yeah, like, what's wrong with like, you? Uh, uh, but yeah, yeah. The, the more stage time you get, the more comfortable you'll be and the better you'll be, you know. And, and you know, just write every day. That's why I said just write something. It doesn't have to be funny, you know. Like Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel says this. He says, I've never had writer's block um, because I write every day. You know, it doesn't have to be funny. You just have to literally just just write, and then you'll you'll find something from there. But yeah, if you're not like inspired to do, you know, to perform your set, you know, just go up there, do some crowd work, just like work on all your skills at all times. You know, just always always go up, always be going up. Just to it'll it'll just make you more comfortable. The more comfortable you are, the better you'll be. That's cool. I like that. I also like. I think it's so important to be nervous. Going back to what you said. Yeah. It's like yeah, being able to control that ner- exactly. and channel. It's like the X Men. Like yeah. if Thor and I like control your power, like you have to channel it. Yes. You can't just like, just like be nervous, have nervous energy, and like have it be like everywhere. Yeah. But, like if you just like channel it into like, be confident in it and roll with it. And, yeah. Like, own it. That's why a lot of guys when they go on stage are like, all right, how is everybody doing? You know, because they're just they're trying to get their nerves out. You know what I mean? Like it's not just so much of hey, it's not a salutation so much as just. All right, I'm gonna breathe. Yeah. You're gonna breathe. Let's get into it. That kind of thing. So, do you do any yeah. kind of like uh, things before you go up for that? Like any like, do you, are you into I don't know mindfulness oh. or anything like that? You know, I I I write a set list still, or you know, I look at a set list. I'll, I'll just like bullet points at this point. I just look at like, all right, I want to talk about this, this, and this. And if I don't get to this, it's fine. You know, I have to let myself know it's fine. I don't get to it, but uh, yeah, I like to. Pace around. I like to um, look at the crowd a lot when I get like, when, I get to, when I get to a club or, or a show. I like to look at the crowd and see what's going on, how they're reacting, um, and then I like to like watch the end of the comic before me set, yeah. so I can maybe comment on it, that kind of thing, just to really kind of you know be present, be just present like, yeah. exactly. That's cool. You yeah. seem like a very present. Per- are you just naturally like very present person? Like, do you like? I, for me, for example, like I'm kind of like anxious and you can yeah. probably tell because i'm like all over the place yeah. like no it's great I, I i dig your energy because i you know it's it's refreshing <laughs> thanks yeah. so like for me i have to like if i really want to be truly present a lot of times i have to practice like i have to meditate and stuff because really it's, it's really hard for me too because okay. i'll be like add like darting all over the place like thinking about this thing that thing and the next thing and like to really be i have to kind of like take a breath and yeah. like focus because it's hard for me to Really? Yeah. Yeah. Deep breaths, man. I mean, and meditation. I mean, God, I, there's so many. And Jamar, you know, does like everybody I seem to know does meditation. It's hard for me. I can't really shut it off. You uh-huh. know, so I've just kind of given up on trying to meditate. I think, you know, I'll, I'll get back. I'll try to get back into it. But uh, um, yeah, I just I would say walking around, thinking about your set, going over your set list and just kind of like being being present is uh, I, I would say I wasn't always present. Yeah. I think it was it was a learned and, and acquired skill. Uh, but I think because Los Angeles kicks your ego in the dick every day, you kind of have to just embrace everything. So that's kind of yeah. that's how I became present, just embracing all the shitty things. So you, you don't know? usually feel like you're just in your head when you're like, always in my head. What are you talking about? <laughs> so still in your head. <laughs> yeah, I'm in my head right now. Interesting. Because when I think of present, I think of like like having no th- like being like I'm just here. And I have no, no thoughts Mm-mm. about what's next. What's... Totally. If like, yeah, if something doesn't land, I'm like, oh, God, was that funny? Something you used to be present and be like, all right, maybe that wasn't funny. And then like, it just, it, it, it's, it's a constant release of tension. You know? uh-huh. So that's just being present. It's just a constant release of tension for me anyway. Yeah. Just, so you're just like, okay, just, okay. Yeah. Let go though. Let it go. Yeah. Yeah. That's the important part to kind of like, you have the thought or whatever, but then you're like, I'm just Cause we can't, like, we, we haven't learned time travel yet. So we can't go back in time. You know, yeah. so it's just kind of, it's just there now, you know, I'd say like the ruminating on it is like the opposite of presence where you're just yeah. like, some people have like a negative interaction. They'll yeah. think about it and they won't even know why they're like upset or something. And totally. they'll be like, what the hell? That was so annoying or whatever. Yeah. And they're just thinking about it in the back of their mind. And now they're sad the or like yeah. upset now. I mean, God, I was, I remember last night I had two sets and one set went well. And then like, I literally just did the same, not the same exact set. Cause I think every set is different in a sense of like jazz. Like you never really do the same set twice. Yeah. You know? Um, but I went upstairs and I was just, I had, it, it just wasn't the same reaction. I mean, they were there as far as like, you know, laughs are concerned, it was fine, but it was like, it wasn't the reaction I was looking for. So I was analyzing and going through my head the rest of the night. I just had a bad night. Cause I was like, yeah. why did they laugh at this? Or what did I do here wrong? You know, and I said this and they were fine, but then I said this and I was like, what the heck? So you're always going to be doing that. But that, that, I think that keeps you present of, is this okay? Is this okay? Is this okay? Yeah. Is everything okay? 
constantly releasing tension, you know, mm-hmm. but never asking if it's okay because people hate that. I know. Yeah, yeah totally. So that's cool. Um, so for people that want to get more into the roast scene, what would you recommend? How can people get into it? Uh, for the roast battle? If, yeah, they, if people want to roast, yeah, if people want to roast battle at the store, all you gotta do is hit us up. Go to uh, roastbattle at gmail dot com. Find yourself an opponent, uh, and then we'll get you guys a date. You know, so I mean, literally, it's it's the easiest thing. I think we're the easiest show to get on in Los Angeles. I know who does. That's unheard of. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, get yeah. on. Uh, you literally, yeah, we'll, we'll take we take everybody. We've taken authors. We've taken, I mean, you know, just friends. People who've seen the show. They're just like, I want to do it. You know, I we had uh, God, we've had analysts from. Uh, Analysts from like Boeing or Raytheon. We've had <laughs> no way. Yeah, we've had admin, and we've had. There's so many people who've done this show who like who aren't traditional stand-ups. People who just like just want to do it. So yeah, it's we'll take anybody. That's what this is about. The whole model of the show is anybody can get it. Is there like a? I know some comedy clubs will have like. Uh, yeah, I mean, you do a set at the mic, and then you get like the callback, and then maybe like you do some audition or whatever, and then like there's some path. Is there like a, a path there to like to get on the TV show? Often? Not to, or not even necessarily. Oh, I guess to, I, I guess that would be the ultimate thing, sure. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, just to get doing like more shows and maybe go because you start out with like the three jokes. Is that it? Yeah, yeah. Show? You start out with three jokes, and then yeah, the better I mean, you the, get, and the more like comfortable. The five joke is the higher. The five level. jokes, the higher one. Then like the big one is the is the the three rounder. That's nine jokes. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So how, yeah, how do you go through that escalation? How does that work? So yeah, so we do the undercards. The undercards basically are you know it's it's you and, and somebody else that you know you've picked because we learned that that's the best way. We, if we if we set you up, the battle's never really good unless it's like people we really really know you know. But if it's usually if, if you're just starting out and we don't know you, we want you to know like we want you to battle somebody you know or somebody you're gonna ask or somebody's gonna ask you. That's always the best way because then you guys you know you're asking each other questions and you're you're or let's say you have a relationship. Uh, Jeff Ross has a book called You Only Roast the Ones You Love. So we've learned that if you know somebody, we're going to get more specific jokes. It'll be better. Uh, and there's a relationship that we, that we can talk about. The judges, myself, the wave, they don't really talk, but the Saudi prince or the haters in the corner. Yeah. Um, and the audience is more apt to it, too, because it's a storyline. People like a storyline. Uh, but as far as, you know, it's three jokes. Back and back and forth. The audience decides who wins, not the judges. That's fast though, right? It was like must be like five minutes. You think so, man? You think so? You know, with the three jokes. Um, one joke, you know, jokes are an eternity sometimes if they're bad. So if it's good, oh, it's so great. But if it's awful, you can really feel it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you start with three jokes, and then the more um, the more comfortable, more uh, inclined, I guess, you are to being a better roaster or roast battler. Uh, yeah, you'll just you'll start moving up the rankings because there's a ranking system now, I guess. Um, That's right. Yeah. Nicole was number one for some period. Yeah, you're your alumni member. Yeah, 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 she was in our little comedy. Oh, was club. she? Yeah. Oh, she's so funny. She she's did. like the best. She literally is like one of the best Rose Ballers in the world to me. She's so good. She's awesome. It's crazy because, yeah, yeah she would just do all our shows with us at UCLA mm-hmm. and like she was like in the club, like we had a, the comedy club where we'd produce all these shows and she was like super part of it. Yeah. And we remember she's like, yeah, I'm only like one year in. Like I used to do, like do like some tour guiding stuff. At, like I think she was at like an amusement park or something mm-hmm. or like where she had a job tangentially related to stand up. But she got good so fast. It was so, yeah. it was so cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's yeah. She's really, really, really good. Uh, but that's kind of how it is. It's just, yeah, you, you do it. People seem to like you. So then, like, it's, I mean, the community really picks, you know, who does it. It's not so much us, you know, the, the guys who, like, you know, curate the thing, but it literally is the community who kind of tells you who's good and who isn't, you know. That's cool. That's kind of how so it happens. It's just like you be. naturally rise to t- if you're totally. good. Totally. Yeah. Like- people are going to see it. They'll be like, oh, wait, I want to buy this guy because he's really good. So it's, yeah, it's not us being like, you're this. It's, it's, it's a democracy. That's cool. Uh, yeah, I'm prepping because I, I have mine with my buddy coming up in October. Yeah. 30th i think yeah that's yeah. gonna be great dude. i'm so excited we're, we're gonna practice some at our i don't know or if we're supposed to i don't know do you practice do people i'm sure they practice right totally yeah i mean yeah i know we're people yeah they the usually go show. uh yeah they do mics around town they practice their roast battle jokes or they'll go out of town like a lot of guys go to orange county because they don't want people around town telling that guy their jokes you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's like oh he, i just heard that guy's joke about you and this is what he's saying about you so yeah yeah so that's the thing like you don't so so there's two philosophies I see. Like some people want to know, like they're like, "Hey, like let's like practice together our roasts," mm-hmm. or let's I don't want to hear anything you're gonna say. 
Like, yeah, I, I, I'm with the latter. I, I, I think you guys should know what you're saying to each other because you want that reaction, you know? I mean, I get it's a dance and it's a performance, so sometimes that works, you know? Um, like the Scalar Brothers, like their whole act is, you know, practicing with each other. So when they did their roast battle, they probably, you know, they rehearsed it. Uh, but I probably shouldn't say that. It's like, you know, that's like a magician telling people their tricks. Wait, that was the, the twins, right? Yeah. That did yeah, it. yeah. That seemed, I don't, maybe they did. Mm-hmm. I, I watched that video. Like I saw when they said they were saying something about like the other guy's wife like, mm-hmm. cheating on him or something. Right, like, right. Or something like that. He seemed to get, be getting like genuinely like concerned. I mean, they're, but they're maybe they're, it's all an act. It's all an act. Yeah. Those guys are great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't like when people um, practice back, especially if they're like newer at the at the uh, at the uh, the form. I don't because you want that natural reaction, you know. You wanna you wanna see somebody be like, oh, because that's how you're gonna get the riff, the improv, right? Yeah. You know, of like, oh my gosh, you know, like like that's when you, it just makes you better. I think you know when you have like a natural thing where somebody says something about you, you didn't know they were gonna say that, so then something natural is gonna come out of you, you know. And that's why I, th- I think that's just a better a better form. Cool. Better way to do the form anyway. Yeah, that makes sense. So, uh, any closing things that you want to talk about? Maybe or plug. Plug, plug, plug. Uh, I mean, when does this come out? Uh, probably next week. Next week. Uh, yeah, we'll be in the Rose Battle podcast. Yeah, go to uh, Rose Battle podcast. It's a Comedy Central podcast. You can get it on anywhere. People get podcasts. Check us out. As far as myself. Uh, yeah, you can just, I mean, you can probably catch me at the comedy store in, uh, here in Los Angeles. Um, doing a couple other things with other people, but I think this comes out a little later, so not too bad. I think it's really it. Just go to, uh, roastbattle.com or verbalviolence.tv. Check out everything Roast Battle. Sweet. Thanks for doing this, man. Thanks, Austin. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning into Working Comic Podcast. There's a new episode every week where I interview writers, directors, comedians, producers, any kind of creative thing you can think of, and also the business side of things. So club owners, agents, managers, festival runners, all that stuff. So tune in every week. And uh, also follow me on social media at the Austin Nasso on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And you can also catch me on YouTube with Chabros, C-H-A-A, bros, one word. Uh, We have some funny videos up, so check it out. Thanks, guys.